you do your roux in a microwave. This gut is beautiful and it's full of gumbo. Nick Saban puts tomatoes in his gumbo. Welcome to the Gumbo Show. Gumbo is a way of life. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Gumbo Show, where we three preach the gospel of gumbo far and wide. Today, I am joined by my expat co-hosts, Brent Barksdale from Texas, Dave Huguenel from Northern Virginia, and we are going to continue with part two of our epic gumbo-intensive interview with Kaplan's very own Jonathan Perry. What's happening, everybody? Hey, hey. Good to be back. Yeah, so, good to uh, have you back. Yeah, this is episode one wasn't enough to, to contain the knowledge that we're getting from Jonathan. Um, one bowl of Jonathan Perry was not enough. One bowl, we're, not enough. We were we were Wait. starting to feel full, but we were like, nah, I need more of that. So we put more rice, and now we're coming back for more JP. That, that episode, that, I call that episode one, that was a little appetizer. That's right. Yeah. So um, Now we got the main course. On episode one, I briefly mentioned that Jonathan is also a Cajun comedian. So because we have you here, are you uh, is there a joke that you'd like to share with us maybe to kick this episode off? Man, I, uh, I thought about it because I always figured you were going to ask that. So I, I, I came up with, with one, uh, especially going into uh, Mardi Gras season. Everywhere as I go, I've been doing Cajun comedy for about 17 years. I've done... Disney World, Nashville, Tennessee, um, Missouri, uh, you know, just a, a lot of different places. I've been blessed to be able to do that. And everybody always says, man, you got, you know, any Boudreaux or Thibodeau jokes? And I tell people I'm from Vermeer Parish. And Vermeer Parish, we ain't, you know, we don't have Boudreaux and Thibodeau. Vermeer Parish, you know, we got names like Gaspar, Gidry, and Touchet. Okay. So the one I'm going to give you is kind of a little Mardi Gras joke uh, or leading into Mardi Gras. So um, Gaspar, goes down to the to the local bar. Um, he'd been from, you know, from Kaplan, but wasn't a big drinker. Friday afternoon, he goes down, two chats waiting behind the bar. He says, Gaspar, he said, I don't see you in here too often. He said, oh, he said you, you're going to see me here a lot now. So two chats says, why is that? He says, look, he said, my two brothers, he said, I got one that lives in Texas, one that lives in Mississippi. He said, we promise each other, moving forward the rest of our lives, every Friday, five o'clock, every Saturday, five o'clock, we coming in, we're having three beers, on behalf of each other. They're gonna do, my other brother's gonna do it in Texas with three beers, my other brother's gonna do it in Mississippi. I'm doing that in Kaplan every Friday, five o'clock, three beers, every Saturday, three beers. One for me, one, one for each of my brothers. It's okay. So man, it just got to be such a, a, a story in Kaplan. I mean, this went on for years, y'all. Five o'clock, like short, Gaspar comes in, three beers, orders, done stay long, drinks his three beers and he goes out and he just goes on and on. and. You know, people that were coming to town hadn't been there. They would always say, man, what's that guy sitting there? Why is he ordering three beers? And it just became the story of the town. One Friday afternoon, y'all, about 5 p.m., sure enough, Gaspar comes in. He sits down. He orders two beers. Silence through the entire bar. Drinks the two beers. He gets up and he leaves. Next day comes in. Saturday, 5 o'clock sharp, y'all. Gaspar comes in. He sits down, orders two beers. Bar goes silence. So that night after he walks out, I mean, it spread like wildfire. Facebook, Twitter, text, everything. Y'all pray for Gaspar. One of his brothers passed away. Y'all start lighting some candles, say some extra <laughs> rosaries, a couple of novenas. Y'all got it. Y'all got to help. We worried about Gaspar. 
next Friday comes in, Gaspar sits down, orders two beers. Touchette comes over. He says, Gaspar, he says, on behalf of myself, this establishment and the whole city of Capitol, he says, I want to give my condolences to you. Um, you know, we, 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 we're just all very sorry. So Gaspar looks at him. He said, man, he said, what y'all sorry for? He said, well, Gaspar, he says, for years you've been coming in ordering three beers. He says, and now you're only ordering two. He says, you know, we just, we're sorry one of your brothers passed away. He said, nay, none of my brothers passed away. He said, I gave up drinking for Lynn. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Uh, nice. Nice. Okay. Uh, good times. That's, that, that's the best I got right now off the, off the key, man. <laughs> That's the best we're gonna get for free. We sh- Normally, we sh- you get paid if- a lot of money to tell jokes. We're we're if, trying to if, skim if I here could for kick free. us off with a question here, Brent. I know you probably got 20, no, no, 20 go more ahead. things you want to talk to uh, Jonathan about. But so obviously, you live in Vermilion Parish, which is is different. I don't think people necessarily, especially from outside the state, understand how sort of Southwest Louisiana if I can include Vermilion Parish in that, is different from, say, Southeast Louisiana and especially New Orleans. Mm-hmm. And I know you must have been all over the state. You had a lot of gumbos from a lot of different places. Um, how do you, like, like, how do you see gumbo different in New Orleans or, or in other parts of the state than it is from where you grew up? I mean, you don't have, you got Gaspar and Touchette and not, you know, Boudreaux and Thibodeau, which maybe they have, uh, in other parts of Cajun country. So how do you see gumbos different in different areas? Well, I would, I would break it down. Um, completely just thinking of this as you asked the question, um, New Orleans is probably, um, a lighter route. It's not as thick as I would say Southwest Louisiana or South Louisiana. Uh, cause when I say South Louisiana, I'm not putting New Orleans in that category at all right that's that's it's it's its own category and i think that just a lot of people don't understand that that's why yeah yeah. no oh absolutely so i would say let's let's break it down from let's say um you know start with new orleans new orleans i find restaurants just eating at you know people's homes or whatever it's a it's a lighter room it's not as and and when i say lighter let me back up that doesn't mean that it's not as as dark it's a lighter in its texture it's not as stick. It's, it feels lighter. It's not as stick on the spoon. Um, hmm. I don't want to. I don't want to call it a soup, but it's more uh, of a, a of a um, of a water texture. It still has mm-hmm. a root taste. It's very. You know, mm-hmm. you can go to any restaurant in, in New Orleans, you're going to get an excellent gumbo. That's not what I'm saying, but it's just different. They have. I, I find they use okra a lot, lot more in New Orleans than we do in South Louisiana. Um, we. Many people don't use okra unless it's an okra and shrimp gumbo, um, specifically in South Louisiana. That's that's my opinion on how okra is used. So um, I would, uh, yeah, in New Orleans, I just don't think it's a stick of, of, of a of a roux. Um, and like I said, they just a lot of times they'll put a lot more okra in there. I, I find mm-hmm. I don't use filet. A filet, as y'all may have may not right. discuss almost like a powder type stuff. I find that's also used a lot in New Orleans area. Whereas in South Louisiana, I don't find that it's, it's used. I, I don't want to say it's all at all. Um, right. So when you, when you get more of the, the, the South Louisiana um, specifically in our area, let's call it Acadiana. Um, 
you're going to have a more dark in color as well as a thicker roux. Um, probably a lot more spice and kick on the front end, but it goes away quickly on every bite, if that, if that makes sense. I mean, it's going to kind of bite you, but then it settles off um, before you even, you know, almost swallow that, 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 um, that spoonful. Um, so it's just, I think it just depends on how people were raised. Uh, if you were raised in New Orleans, you're going to probably continue to, to do that. Uh, some, some places in New Orleans, they do, in fact, put tomatoes in their gumbo. Um, that's just a different Creole type stuff. I, I ain't eating it. I'm, a, I'm, I'm not eating it. <laughs> Are you sure you haven't heard our pet peeves episode that isn't even out no, yet? No, Because that's front I and have, center. That's in I there. I have not, but I'm going to tell you right now, I'm not knocking it. That might be some, look, again, when you're talking about gumbo, any type of food, a steak, whatever, it's subjective. What do you like? What I like does not mean is the best. It's what I like the most compared to somebody else. But I'm not eating a gumbo that has tomatoes in it. I'm just not. I don't think I'm. If you want tomatoes, make a tomato soup. I, I just I'm of the opinion tomatoes don't belong in gumbo. Um, so, I mean, I think I think that's really interesting. Obviously, I live in Mandeville, so I'm in New Orleans all the time. And there's you know tons of different gumbos you can get in New Orleans. And I think it's one of the things that's that's poorly understood about Louisiana is the difference between New Orleans. Like you go in New Orleans, and a lot of people say, "Well, let's eat Cajun food." And I'm like, "Well, we got to leave New Orleans right. to eat no. Cajun food. Absolutely We're going to get right. Creole food." Yeah. In New Orleans, um, I'd like to take, you know, like like to a place like D.I.'s in Basile or something like that. That's a great place to get Cajun food. Uh, but you're not going to get, you, if you eat at a New Orleans restaurant, you're not getting Cajun food. You're getting Creole I, food. I and Creole, the Creole gumbo is is a great gumbo, but it's a different it's a different tradition. And, and one of the things I tell you, especially in Acadiana, um, again, I mean, if, if you go outside, and I'm, I'm, I'm biased because I grew up here, I live here. But in Acadiana, you go to any restaurant, whether they're labeled as a, as a, as a, as a I mean, your typical steakhouse, a lot of them is going to have gumbo on the menu, whether it might be an appetizer, you know, or just a little cup. But man, you, I'm going to tell you, you're going to be hard pressed to find a bad gumbo at a restaurant in Acadiana. Just one that you like, man, I, it's just not good. I don't like it. I've, I've had a bunch of those outside of Acadiana. Uh, mm -hmm. To where I just, I, I and, and I'm gonna tell y'all, I'm not saying it because he's on here. Brent's the one that kind of just got me into being a gumbo connoisseur. If I go somewhere, it ain't gonna be my my main meal, but I'm gonna get a cup of it because I want to be able to see, you know, taste it and see how it is or whatever. Um, and I just remember Brent talking about that, saying how that's what he did, and I was like, man, that's as much as I like to cook gumbo and eat it. That's a cool thing. So I think again, I, you you come anywhere as an Acadiana you're going to get a legitimate bowl of gumbo at almost any restaurant that is mm. on the menu. And I'm just being honest. I don't think it's like that in, in other places. I mean, I, I've gone to a restaurant in Texas and they had Cajun gumbo. Bro, y'all, come on. <laughs> I mean, it's bad. Y'all, you know, Bro, I mean, break that, it down for us. What, like, what did they, what'd they get wrong? That, that's was that. I said, I said, break it down for us. What did they get wrong? What was, what was, what did they claim to be Cajun? That wasn't Cajun. Speci like specifically their gumbo. You mean? Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm curious. Sure. Well, okay. So, like for a gumbo, how are you gonna make a gumbo you ain't got roux? <laughs> right. I didn't. Yeah. Even, I didn't even know that's possible. It's like a stew. <laughs> no, that's what I'm saying. It's like a stew. So a lot of times you go and, um, you know, I mean, even uh, it's just because Cajun Cajun is so popular 
everybody wants to put Cajun in front of anything because they know it's going to sell more. And so when you're going to go to an amusement park and they're going to have some Cajun restaurant or whatever, y'all don't do that. Y'all don't, don't do that. Y'all <laughs> go to the Mexican place or something. I mean, that, you know, it's just, but I, I just stuff like that. Look, it's a business. I understand it. They're trying to get people in and they're trying to sell a product. Um, but to grow up in Acadiana in South Louisiana and know what gumbo is and then see that, man, it's just, Hey, Jonathan, that's that's gotta be some copyright infringement or something. I don't, this is a good, uh, segue. So, uh, and when I graduated college, I went to California for a year and a half, two years, which is ironic because I met my wife who is from Texas in California. Anyway, long story short, that's where I met her. So, but, I miss gumbo. So I had uh, my mom ship me gumbo dry over dry ice to California so I could show off what real food was, Cajun food or gumbo was like to my friends in California. And there's a place, and you know this place, Chris's Specialty Meats. And this was in 19, this is 1998. And they were open then in Baton Rouge. And since then, this is a hilarious story. They now have one in Dallas. Mm-hmm. So I made um, the trek. I drove an hour and a half to go to Chris's Specialty Meats with my ice chest about you know six months ago. And I spent $350 on gumbo, etouffee, you name it. I got it. I just filled it up. And then I just happened. I don't know how it came up, but the lady behind the counter, I don't know how it came up, but it found out she knows you, Jonathan. And, and, and we started talking about Kaplan. I don't know. I'm like, I asked him where they were from and maybe she said Kaplan and that's how it came up. So tell me, do you remember that and who this, the lady was? Yeah, I know exactly. It's Tressie Landry. Yeah. How crazy is that? I think her husband's the owner. So I basically, her grandfather, um, was probably one of the most, um, powerful politicians in Vermillion Parish's history. Yeah. And when I ran, um, he supported me for state rep and for state Senate. So I just got to know the family through there. So I, I know the family very well. And just so you know, it's a, it's right. a franchise hey, now. Hey, 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 look, I'm just telling you, for me and Paris, bro, we global. We yeah, global. you are global. We, we, well, it's we a franchise now, and they're all over Louisiana. Now they're in Texas. Yep. And um, this is where um, you need to call in a favor, because I think they need to sponsor this show, Jonathan. Okay. All we that means one. is I hear the, the clock. That's right. So if they sponsor the show, all we require is free gumbo. We don't even need cash. Pay us in gumbo. Anyway, I'm joking. But uh, do, I, I may have you make that call. But I'm actually, for my birthday in two weeks, I'm going to make a gumbo trek. I'm going to hit, uh, I'm going to Chris's Specialty Meats. I'm going to load up. I'm going to hit as many gumbo spots as I can. Uh, it's difficult because I'll be in Texas. But there is one really good place I know of for sure that I'm going to hit. And then I'll hit Chris's Specialty Meats. But it, yes, I brought that story up to let everybody know that Kaplan is go, is global, but they have a good gumbo and Kaplan as good as I'm going to get shipped to me. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Jonathan, I'm also curious if you were, if like, and it's fine to name drop particular places on here if you want, like if you're going to eat a gumbo out, I mean, do you ever eat a gumbo out besides when you're just sampling it? Like, uh, because of Brent's method, where, where is your favorite gumbo? That you've had. I'm going to tell you, um, and this is not to get me in trouble with any local restaurants. And again, how, how, how I've always talked about it, subjective. 
So I love duck. All right. I love duck in anything, however it's cooked, no matter what. Prejean's restaurant has the best duck and sausage gumbo in Lafayette in the world. The one in Lafayette on the interstate. The one, the one in Karen Crew on the on the service no. road. It, but not not now. Let me back up. I've had it. No, it's based, great. Based on that, you got to understand. I'm talking specifically the same chicken and sausage. I'm kind of changing it up on y'all. I got you. But my favorite gumbo that I've ever eaten is Prejean's duck and sausage gumbo. Wow, it is unbelievable. But again, that's because I love duck so Dutch, much, yeah. and so it just adds a different, you know, I, I guess it adds a, a, a different element to it. Um, Don Seafood in um, in Lafayette, uh, not a, unfortunately the downtown location because of COVID and all that recently closed, uh, but it was near the courthouse. Being an attorney judge, that's where we would go a lot of times, and I would always get their chicken and sausage gumbo, and their chicken and sausage gumbo was top five i'm telling y'all hands down it was uh brent you agree so in baton so we do a favorite gumbo episode and one of mine was i grew up in baton rouge at don seafield on airline highway it's an older older uh, restaurant it was like the original or whatever in baton rouge and i'd go there with my parents my grandparents and i just remember that deep dark rue uh it was amazing so yeah don seafood and baton rouge on, on airline highway made my list so yeah. interesting i never thought about making a list that's a lot of pressure on a on on an elected official, bro. I, 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 I know you better. Uh, that, bro. I need to stay away from that. That's you do, need, especially people. trying to run there. But well, I don't know. It might be a good way to get some campaign contributions, like <laughs> or sponsors for the show. Anyway, <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, I had that question. What was your best? One of your best gumbos. So, what was one of the best gumbos you've ever had? It doesn't have to be in a restaurant, just in life, like one that you remember, and it could be yours, but. Um. Man, I, I I don't. I probably I, I probably remember the bad ones more than I remember the good ones. I know that's not fair, but it, because you you know when when, when you it, look, it's got to be bad for me to say this is bad. And 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 now let me back up. Occasionally doing a lot of um, judging and stuff like that. Again, outside of Acadiana, you're gonna hit some some really bad gumbos at restaurants, unfortunately, but on contests, a lot of times, some people, um, people are scared of the roux, if that makes sense. They scared to put a lot of roux. They haven't done it enough, so they don't know the water. And so a lot of times, if you're going to come and you're going to pick up your spoon and you can see the silver, bro, that ain't good. I mean, you don't you, <laughs> right. see the you're not supposed to see that spoon. And man. they have limited time sometimes. They just don't know how to handle that. Yeah. Uh, and they wanted, one of the things that I recommended, and a couple of them had picked up on it. I mean, whatever. Uh, when they'll call me the judge, I'll tell them, don't make don't make rice a part of the judging. If you, you know, if people want to eat it, let them cook the rice or whatever else, but do not put rice in the bowl for the judging part of it. And the reason they're like, what are you talking about? What else? Well, you are we judging gumbo or are we judging gumbo and rice? Because the rice texture can completely destroy your gumbo. So I always tell them, look, just do a straight judging of the gumbo. Have them cook rice if people want to eat, you know, whatever's number one. You know, here's here, y'all come sample this and get y'all some rice orders. But from the sampling standpoint of a contest or something, like even when I go eat out at a restaurant, I don't put the rice in there. I, I want the flavor of the gumbo. I don't want 
the rights to have any, I guess, collateral damage on my on, on my gumbo. <laughs> I wanted to I wanted to stand by itself and not you know the rice is hard that day or the rice is too soft with us. I don't want that to interfere with with you know my uh, my taste buds on on the gumbo. Oh man, hey, look, I'm deep on y'all today. Hey, quickly, speaking of that, if you're judging a contest, quickly, what is like the first thing you look for? Second thing, like what are some things you're looking for? Probably, probably the look of it. Seriously, the look of it is the first thing. I mean, stop and think about it when you when when they're gonna lay it in front of you. If it looks nasty or it looks like it's not a gumbo. You're gonna have a hard hurdle to come over trying to get past the 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 the, the look of it. Or you see just, a tomato. I, I think that's the first one, and then from there, I mean, it just d- depends on the, the um, you know, the thickness, uh, things like that. And again, that's subjective, and that's what's that's what's really difficult. Um, I've never, I'm I'm, I'm being honest. I'm, I'm thinking back. I don't think I've ever put my gumbo in a contest, um, and the reason being is because. Subjective. If I put my gumbo, it's subjected and somebody doesn't like it. Oh, dude, I'm going Kaplan on you. I know. I know. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. I mean, I, you, you want to know what's hard is the, the only gumbo contest I've judged were in Texas. So can you imagine the, no. the stuff I've seen? I mean, yeah. I remember one that was like a reddish sludge and it was just, I couldn't take more than a bite. It was just, it was unacceptable. Uh, but the, the, the one that I judged in Dallas, the winner, of course, was a nice lady from New Orleans who had a catering company yep. who lives in Dallas. And uh, the Cajun Creole Queen, that's her name on Facebook, but uh, hers was excellent. And she won hands down. She won the people's choice. She won the judge's choice. I mean, she killed everybody. Yeah. So, And she was smart. She didn't enter the next year. She got her championship. She's never going to come back. She doesn't <laughs> need to. But uh, yeah, judging in Texas is a whole different world than judging in uh, Louisiana. Yeah, and, and so you get the good and stuff. And then even, especially in this area, whenever you know, and as an elected official, a lot of times I don't, because of my current position, I stay away from it more, more than I, I used to. But I mean, when I was a rep and a senator, I judge all the time. And even then, y'all, you got to be careful because if they find out, it's supposed to be anonymous, right? If they find out who you voted for, right. one. And three finds out that you didn't vote them number one. Oh, dude, they they mad. So you, oh, yeah, it's I mean, important. people. Look, I'm telling you, a guy's gonna get out there and they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna put their heart and soul in that. And I really mean that. They they really they are they are out there. It is a pride thing like you've never seen before. So I, I, I and look selfishly, that's probably why I probably I don't want to enter either. You know? Yeah. Have you ever had a good gumbo outside the state of Louisiana? No. <laughs> well, that was easy. No, so, sorry I'm, to you guys in other states. <laughs> no, no. Now look. Now, 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 with that being said, um, off the top of my head, I heard this is true. I, I can't. I'm just telling you what people. I heard in Montana, there's a lot of Cajuns moving up there and opening restaurants. A lot of people from South Louisiana are moving up to um, Montana, South Dakota, and opening restaurants. But true. Cajun restaurants. So I don't want to knock that. I don't want, I don't want anybody to say, oh, that doesn't exist. You know, outside, I'm just saying me personally, um, I, I, outside of Louisiana, no, I've never had a gumbo that I'm like, man, this is legit. This is good. I, I've just never had that, but I'm, I promise you there are those, I, I, you know, and I think that's, I think that's an intro for if, if people that 
have this outside of Louisiana think that they they legit man they, they need to let y'all know and ship and it no kidding we'll come visit well I it's can't usually wait people to try that, that, that moved elk to. and sausage gumbo in Montana and sausage. you know that grizzly bear and sausage gumbo <laughs> that somebody well, somebody I'm, in Billings is putting together and, I yeah. mean, Brent and I are on a mission to try to find it outside of Louisiana. I think you know they, the the mission is 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 the is the pleasure, right? I mean, because yeah. so far so far I don't think we've succeeded in finding a good one. But I, I found said, one. I found one that's found pretty one. good. Go go gumbo in Boyd, Texas. Look See, I'm it up. Going, I, I was telling the guys uh, I'm going to a restaurant uh, in a couple of days to, for a meeting, and I know that they have two soups on their menu. It's uh, on their like in the soup category. It's clam chowder and gumbo are the two things that they sell. So I'm, I'm where's, gonna, this, where's this at? This is in uh, this is in uh, Washington D.C. So okay. uh, they don't have anything else Cajun on on the menu, but they have clam chowder and gumbo. Uh, I am <laughs> I'm I'm going there with an open mind, but I'm also going there with. Uh, little bit of skepticism we'll see we'll see what happens so, so so what i'll do is as a challenge for all of us as i start you know if, if i am out of state or whatever else specifically for y'all and and this show which let me compliment y'all i think this is an incredible idea i think it is awesome i think this thing is going to blast off i think it is so cool um but i'm sure i'll stop man i'll text y'all or um direct message y'all and say look i went to this place this is legit to give them credit right. man you know yeah. to help them. we'll send them a ribbon yeah, we need to uh, we need to put Jonathan on the group chat so every time he has uh, every time he has gumbo, he can drop a photo in there. I'm spoiled. I already get the text. Except uh, now he's he's now he's he's doing this grill thing, which got some amazing. You do oysters. You've done all the things. Oh, dude, you've sent me so gotta, many I, pictures. I got a Traeger. I got a Traeger uh, wood pellet grill for Christmas. Y'all, it's on. It's uh, it, yo. It's after a while. I'm I'm doing. Beef kebabs, beef tips wrapped in bacon, asparagus. Um, uh, I have uh, jalapeno stuffed with uh, crab meat. Oh, it's it's all. <laughs> you did pizza. I did I did pizza uh, for my mom's birthday. Man, it was the coolest thing. Uh, <laughs> I just laid it all in the ingredients. The Everybody picked pick their own uh, ingredients for the pizza, and I put it on the trigger and came out awesome. It really did. So um, I'm not to the point of doing a gumbo on the trigger yet, though. No, no, no. I did buy a fire disc. I don't know if you've heard of that. It's like a propane yeah, portable yeah, cooker. Yeah. I have one of those and they have a gumbo recipe, but I don't know if I want to do one out there when I could, cause it's outdoors. That's five or six hours of propane. I'd rather just be inside, but they say you can cook gumbo on it. We'll see. Yeah. I don't know that the gumbo needs an open flame to be delicious. <laughs> it just, it just needs to be cooked on the stove. Well, I, re I really will. And because um, I've looked through all the recipes and I haven't seen it. I'm not saying they're not, but I've never seen a Traeger recipe or anybody do a gumbo on a Traeger. Um, so I'm probably going to end up trying it. It's just I'm going to have to have a smaller pot to be able to fit inside and see if it see if that smoke flavor does anything, you know, different. Um, yeah. So we'll see. I'll, I'll watch. I'll look for the YouTube video. Yeah. You post it. Yeah. Well, um, guys, any other final questions for the expert? Man, thanks so much for coming on and talking. That was, I mean, first of all, I've taken a bunch of notes, so I'm going to have to go put right. Honey is definitely going in my next gumbo. And uh, I'm going to start doing the Tasso thing too, because I haven't done that before. Yeah, so anybody just thanks jumps, so much. Anybody who jumps to episode number two before number one and hears Honey, okay, go back and listen to number one. <laughs> start, That's right. Go back and listen to episode out. number one. Hey, Jonathan, yeah. I do have one more question. Tell me right. about the, uh, you told me about the best sausage. I don't know if I can get it though. What's your favorite sausage brand that you like okay, to so, use? 
how we talked about the store-bought rue that everybody, yeah. you know, the haters say, oh, it's not as good as what's the same thing. So you got Savoie's uh, on Dewey and you got Richard's on Dewey. They're both unbelievable, man. That's I use either one. I, I, I don't have a preference on, in it. Um, I think both of them, man, I think Richard's is out of Church Point um, and some uh, Savoie's might be out of Opelousas. And if you Savoie people, um, don't hate me for saying it. I'm just, I think that's where they out of. And I'm pretty sure Richard's is out of um, Church Point. Um, but they, I mean, they all, all over the, uh, Acadiana, you know, everywhere. Um, so, and again, that's what makes it so cool and so easy for us to make gumbo here. We can go to any corner store and we'll be able to I pick know. up anything of what we need to, to, to be able to make our, uh, our gumbo. And that's so, why I go two hours out of the way to come see you to get gumbo. Cause, uh, yeah. I don't get access right, so to that where I'm at. All right. As we wrap up, I'm just telling y'all what y'all need to do is, uh, I ain't saying bring all the equipment or else y'all give me a time, a date. I'll cook a gumbo for y'all to come. Right. And y'all, 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 y'all need to have a podcast live right, right there. As we're eating that, That's it. some pressure now. That's some pressure on me now. I know. But no, I mean, I'm doing it, man. I appreciate The judge will be judged. Yeah. I appreciate you having me on. Uh, <laughs> I love it. It's a passion for me. I love cooking. I love making people happy through food. And um, I just really appreciate y'all giving me some time, man. I think it's a great thing what y'all doing here. I really do. Thanks for having me. Thanks for getting on. Yeah, thank you so much. Uh, that was incredible and super informative. And uh, I guess we'll give you a pass on the uh, on the Penn State thing for now. But uh, that's going to put a wrap on the this edition of the Gumbo Show. Be sure to check out our website at gumboshow.us. Check us on Twitter at Gumbo Show and on Instagram at The Gumbo Show. Thanks again to Jonathan Perry from Kaplan. And, uh, and until next time, may your roos be dark and your bowls be full. You do your roux in a microwave. This gut is beautiful and it's full of gumbo. Nick Saban puts tomatoes in his gumbo. Welcome to the Gumbo Show. Gumbo is a way of life.